Hey guys, welcome to Thursday's show. Morning, studio. Morning. I heard Amy talking about some cat pheromone thing she bought. What's happening with your cat? Well, my cat is a little bit crazy with my dog, and we have a mutual friend, Carla Marie. She's got tons of cats, and she DM'd me and said, you have to order cat pheromones, and you basically plug them into the wall like a Glade plug-in, and it heats up and puts cat pheromones out into the air so that my kitten feels like her mom is near. Are you sure anything's coming out of this thing? I no, no idea. I tried to figure it out. I smell nothing, but then I read online, it, it says, clear as day, humans will not smell this, only cats will. And why do they think it... It'll remember her mom. I don't know. It's supposed to be comforting. The pheromones are there, and then she's supposed to feel, yeah, like her mom is nearby. I, I have no idea. It's not working yet, but Carla Marie swears by it, so I'm going to give it another go. I ordered them for, like, every outlet in my house. But that would make me sad. If someone plugged a plug-in in my house and it smelled like my mom, who I haven't seen because she died a long time ago— <laughs> I would be like, mom? And then I would try to find her and she wouldn't be anywhere around. And then I would be worse than I was to begin with. I mean, good point. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Poor cat's looking for its mom around the house. Yeah, I'll keep you posted. But I don't know if anybody else listening has ordered cat pheromones and has them, you know, running throughout their house. Let me know. This sounds like snake oil. I'll be honest with you. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. I was desperate, though. It's time to open up the mailbag. You send an email and we read it on the air. It's something we call Bobby's Mailbag. Yeah. Good morning, Bobby. I heard you mention many times that you were bullied in school growing up. Recently, my daughter has had to deal with a bully in her junior year of high school. She's known this girl since fourth grade, and the girl has just never liked my daughter. But this year, it's gotten worse. About the second or third week, this girl started talking about my daughter and gossiping. She's even made TikToks about my daughter that others have shown her. It's a daily thing. And to be honest with you, I've just about had it. We've given our daughter permission to go up to this girl and do what it takes to stop her. Although we don't condone fighting, it's gotten to the point where I just want her to go up to her and bop her a good one. Oh. What would Bobby do knowing what you know now? What should I do? I'm willing to call the mom or go to the school and have them take care of it. The girl is involved in sports, and I'm ready to go to the school and have her kicked off, but I can't do it because my daughter will be so angry with me. This is not acceptable. I'm at my wit's end. Your advice is very, very much appreciated. Signed, Debbie. Well, the tricky thing is this daughter's older. I think this is an easier email to answer if she's in sixth grade, not 16. Because once someone gets to be about 15 or 16, you have to kind of start letting them Figure it out for themselves. The last thing the $16 I want is my mom calling the school. Right. Especially if I've said, mom, don't call the school. Mm-hmm. I think it, you could have done that, but you optioned it and that door was closed. But it's a 16-year-old. You know, I think you go to your daughter and you say, I know this is bothering you. What is it that, that I can do to help? And you let the daughter kind of walk you through the steps that she would. And if it's nothing, I think it's nothing. She's probably going to say nothing. I know. If I had to guess. And that's what stinks. Yeah, but you still, yes. If she says nothing, be like, we need to come up with a plan together. Like, I can't I can't sit back as your mother and do nothing. Like, what this person is doing is wrong. But yeah, kind of coming up with a plan. Like, how, how can we come up with a plan together? But go, sending her to school to bop her a good one is not a good <laughs> idea. Not it. It's not a good idea either. And it also sounds like the, but, the, the kid, the 16-year-old, doesn't want to go bop her a good one. Right. I think that... You know, there is a, a, a point for her to go up and confront her and be like, hey, what's the deal here? The problem with that is I wouldn't put it in writing because then they could take a screenshot of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just a tricky situation with the Internet, social mm-hmm. media at this point. 
Um, I would defer to your daughter's advice. I know you're asking me advice here, and I think I could give you better advice if your daughter was 11, if she was seven. But at 16, you can almost vote, and it's now figuring out how you're going to handle this as an adult. Be a spot where she can go and ask for help and advice if she needs it, but I think it's just going to her and being like, hey, how can I help? I wonder if their school has, or somewhere in their community has that anti-bullying app, Stop It, where you can anonymously report stuff. I doubt it. I doubt she knows about it or that would be a thing. Okay, well, I know. I didn't, I, I, apparently it's been around where my kids are for a while and I just learned about it. So so. my final advice on this, because she's 16, it does make it trickier. I would say, go to your daughter. You guys talk about it together. Say, hey, I am here however you would like me to help you. How can I help you? And if she doesn't give you anything, I think it's, She's going to have to figure it out because it's as an adult, you start to have to figure this stuff out. If she wants help, you help her. Heck, you go bop the mom if she wants you to do that. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know about all that. You don't don't like that one? (laughs) No. What do you say? Yeah, I say that you have to talk with her and make sure that she feels as safe as possible at home. Like if she's if that's how she's getting treated at school, what can you do to also protect her from seeing that stuff at home? Do we need to unfollow certain accounts if she has social media? Talk to her about setting boundaries. And sometimes we know that. I know that's hard. But sometimes if she prevents herself from seeing it, then maybe she doesn't know what's what's out there. It's still really bad. But boundaries and safety, every kid needs that. What I would do, though, if it were me, is I would fight fire with fire. It's oh. not the best way to go. Mm. But when someone comes at me, I go back twice as hard. I'm not even saying that, but I'm just going to talk honestly here. But since she asked, WWBD. If someone came to me and someone started putting up TikToks about me, it's on. I'm about to destroy you. <laughs> but, but you're 41. Yeah, but I was doing this when I was 12, too. Well, maybe not 12, 18. Especially mm-hmm. when I got and I was competing, like in career. Yeah, like, but again, you're like, just. Like, come at me. I'm going to burn you down. And your next generation, too. Oh it's going to hurt for everybody. Oh. Okay. So if you want to come, <laughs> come. But just know it's going to be, and it's going to hurt me, too. But it's going to hurt you worse, and I'm willing to go down with that. Ooh, I'm getting mo- emotional. Yeah, let's not do, I don't <laughs> know. That, oh that's the way to do it. Don't ever. Don't ever. Uh, okay, that's our that's our talk. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just an unfortunate situation, but you have to follow your daughter's lead and what she wants you to do. Yeah, and she may, who, who knows, she might surprise you two weeks from now. After you go to her and say, I'm here for you, whatever you need, let's come up with a plan. If she says nothing right now, who knows, give her a month. She might be like, hey, mom, I thought about it. And, and I'm going to bop her. No. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Morgan, if they want to email us, what do they do? Mailbag at bobbybones.com. We got your email and we read it on the air. Now it's time to close Bobby's mailbag. Yeah. <laughs> Eddie, you are one win away from the championship here. Let's do this. Let's play Elder versus Millennial. It's Eddie, the oldest, versus Morgan, number two, the youngest, answering trivia questions about each other's generation. Let's meet our competitors. Up four, the dad of four, the Hispanic who don't panic. He cooks up a mean fajita taco dinner. Oh, yeah. And is thinking of shaving his head now that his hair is thinner. Oh, boy. It is producer Eddie. (laughs) I guess it's all right. His opponent, she runs all of our digital. She's the queen of the keyboard, and at five foot zero, she's everyone's millennial hero. It's Morgan number two. Again, Eddie, you're one win away. Morgan, you're two wins away. All right. You need this one. I need it. Eddie, you're first. These are questions that Morgan will probably know the answer to. Yes. Come Clean by Hilary Duff was the theme song to what reality show? Here's a clip. Let 
Man, I can tell Morgan knows it. Um, a reality show? Let's go with The Bachelorette. Zach and Cody. No. <laughs> Secret Life of That's what you say during everyone. Uh, the Bachelorette. Incorrect. No. Dang it. Morgan to steal? I know the song. Um, I believe it's Laguna Beach. Correct. Oh, my gosh. Eddie, Elizabeth Swan is the main female character in the Pirates of the Caribbean movie from 2003. Ooh. What actress plays her? I believe... Ooh, man. She looks like someone else, but it's not Natalie Portman. She looks like her. It's Ki- uh, Kiera... Kiera Knightley. I mean, you say her name weird. Kiera? Kiera? But I'll take Kiera Knightley. Yes. Kiera? What yeah, is Kiera it? Knightley. Okay. Yes. Good. Eddie, what company created the Razor? The Razor phone? Oh, I was already going to go Bic. Um, <laughs> the Razor phone. The Razor phone. <laughs> is it Motorola Razor? Or, I mean, the only thing coming to my mind is Motorola. So let's go Motorola Razor. Motorola Razor is correct. Yeah! Good. All right, Morgan, you got three questions. Yeah. What 80s movie does Tom Cruise dance to Old Time Rock and Roll by Bob Seger? Here you go. The song. What 80s movie does it come out and slide in and do that dance? I know this moment in movie history. Gosh. I can picture it. This is not good. I'm not starting out good. 80s movie, and I don't think it's it, but I'm just going to go with Top Gun. Incorrect. Eddie to steal. Yeah, that's wrong, man. That's risky business. That's correct. (laughs) Morgan, what's the name of the principal on Saved by the Bell? I do not know. You don't know this. No, I never watched Saved by the Bell. Oh, oh man. You're missing out. But even, you weren't around when, like, we've hung out with him? Oh, good point. Well, one time. Yeah, that one time? One yeah. night. Still, one... I will never but forget his, it. his character name? Yeah. Yeah. I'm assuming that means Mario Lopez, but I, I don't... <laughs> What's the name of the principal on Saved by the Bell? Dr. Henry. I don't know. I got nothing. I have nothing. Eddie? Mr. Belding. That's correct. Does that sound familiar? No, not at all. Morgan, Michael Jackson released a song in 1982 about a girl who claimed he was the father of her child. It spent seven weeks at number one. What's the name of that Michael Jackson song? That's all I got? Is the only description I got? Yeah, but the lyrics are... That's all you need. Yeah. Michael Jackson. A girl who claimed he was the father of her kid. Um. Need an answer? Thriller. Incorrect. Eddie, you've already won the game. Yeah, but can I answer it? Yeah. I mean, the kid is not his son. It's Billie Jean. Sound familiar? I know the song. I would have never, like, known this song title. I am the one. Here we go. There's a big one right here. But the kid is not my son. <laughs> Nothing? That's I know what the that's song. about? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Lunchbox is mind's blown right now. <laughs> no idea. Crazy, huh? Well, Eddie, we are not crowning you champion. Hey, let's go. Wow. What do you want to say again? Again. You're on a roll. Look, man, again, I just want to tell all the elders out there, do not let these millennials or these kids push us around. We are smarter. We're wiser. We're probably richer than them. So let's go. You're also older. Okay. We didn't say that. <laughs> Eddie is the big winner in Elder versus Millennial. Nice job. Bobby The latest from Nashville and Hollywood. Morgan number two's 30 Second Skinny. Cole Swindell and Lainey Wilson released their collaboration. The song is called Never Say Never. Never say never.
announced a New Year's Eve live event from Nashville. Bobby Bones will be hosting the show with performances by Jason Aldean, Brooks and Dunn, Luke Bryan, Miranda Lambert, Kelsey Ballerini, and Blake Shelton, to name a few. The five-hour special will air New Year's Eve at 7 Central on CBS. Mickey Guyton and Walker Hayes joined the lineup for country performers at the American Music Awards. The show airs Sunday night on ABC at 8, 7 p.m. Central Time. I'm Morgan number two. That's your skinny. It's time for the good news. With Amy. Tell me something good. An anonymous couple paid off dozens of layaway accounts at a toy store. Yeah, earlier this week, mystery grandparents went to a random toy store. They spent thousands of dollars paying off 82 different layaway accounts. Mm. The staff and customers that were there to witness it were moved to tears by their generosity. Again, don't know their names because they want to be anonymous, but so cool of them to do this. And I love highlighting it because it's a reminder, like if you're at a store and maybe you have the funds to do something like that, go see if there's a layaway account you can take care of. Yeah, Walmart. I, mean, I put all school clothes on layaway until my mom got a JCPenney's card. Oh, and that was a bit of a disaster. <laughs> <laughs> but we used to put everything on layaway and pay them off all summer long, hopefully to get our school clothes out. And then we got a JCPenney card, and then we loaded that thing up as, to the to the max. Mm. And then we never kind of got out from underneath that, I'll be honest with you. <laughs> um, one of my favorite parts of the story is the couple said that they had trouble paying bills at Christmas time when they were younger. And they swore yeah. if they ever got to a place where they could help others, they would. And now they're at an age where they can, so they're doing it. That's a great story. That is what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Go. On the Bobby Bones Show now. Abby Anderson. Abby, how are you? I'm so good. Yeah. <laughs> it's good to see you. <laughs> it's good to see you too. I watch your Instagram a lot, and I like it when you play piano on your Instagram. Thank I think you. I've told you that before. Mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of when you just get on there because you're such a good singer, you're such a good player. And how in the world do you pick these covers to sing? Are people requesting them through your DMs? You or what? Know what's funny? So I just got married. So actually, a lot of it's from my husband. That word is still weird to say. It um, is weird, so yeah. I'm like my husband. <laughs> um, no, so he actually suggests a lot of them. Uh, he's like, you you should do this, you should do that. So, and then sometimes it's Instagram messages. What's the one right now that you're really into playing? I really, I mean, it might be cliche, but it's cliche because it's good. It's that new Adele song, "The Easy on Me." Yeah, it's so freaking good. Do you know so, that one? I do. Right. Let's hear a little um, bit. It's almost like I knew you were gonna ask me <laughs> or something. <laughs> I'll do a little bit of that one. Here we go. There ain't no gold in this river That I've been washing my hands in forever I know there is hope in these waters But I can't bring myself to swim when I am drowning
and you're so oh. good, Abby. Come on, that's so good. The fact Thank that you would God. even go, I'm gonna attempt an Adele song and then nail it. <laughs> Thank you. That's so good. Thank you. Now your new song, uh, "Bad Posture," which talk about the message of this song because I think the message of it is just as good as what the song actually sounds like. Thank you. Yeah, so tell me about this. Yeah, I just, I think everybody, I don't know if I speak for everyone here, but I had a pretty rough 2020. But I think it was also necessary. It was necessary growth on my part. And I just saw myself, I just had this, you know, finally moment to sit with myself and my thoughts. And I think my life was just so, so busy. I never had the time to sit and think about what the heck am I doing, <laughs> you know? Like in life? Like in life with the music I was making. I think I just got really lost in what all the business suits, as you call it, are telling me to record and telling me to do. And, you know, you're being too loud, too goofy, too this, too that. And I was like, man, this isn't how I was raised. You know, my parents taught me better than to listen to this kind of stuff. And so after sitting with myself for a minute, I was like, you know what, I think it's it's time for me to drown that noise out, finally. And I think, too, like, I've come from a big family, second of seven kids, so it's natural to be a people pleaser. You know, I want to make people happy, but not at the detriment to my own sanity. So that's really what it was about for me is, you know, not shrinking myself to make everyone feel comfortable anymore. You can uh, stream this now. This is Bad Posture. She's going to play it for us now from Abby Anderson. Here we go. Here we go. Oh no. Oh, there we go. <laughs> oh no, 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 no. Sorry. <laughs> mm-hmm. I drink myself to make you feel taller. And I will complain to your problems felt smaller. You'd say I was too much, I was too loud So I would say sorry and keep my voice down I'd shake myself to make you feel taller But since you've been gone, I stand up straight. And since you've been gone, I stand up straight. Abby Anderson. Thanks, guys. (laughs) Thank you. Is this the first time you've performed like in a studio in a little bit? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Can you tell? No, not at all. Not at all. But I mean, a lot of people. It's been a minute. Yeah. You (laughs) sound great. Thank you. I noticed, too, as you're playing, you got a big old wedding ring on. I do. Yeah. <laughs> I do want to talk about your wedding coming up in a second. Mm-hmm. And then I know you're putting out another song tomorrow that isn't yes. out yet. So I'm going to have you play a little bit of that as well. Perfect. Okay, we're going to come back. Abby mm-hmm. Anderson is here. Go. On the Bobby Bones Show now. Abby Anderson. Abby, on Instagram, you had posted whenever you put out Bad Posture. You said... I put out music I didn't like. I developed an eating disorder. I believed people around me saying I was too this or that. I then left the record deal. I started writing and recording music I loved. I fully recovered and healed from my eating disorder. I learned that I don't have to shrink or dim to make others more comfortable. 
And I thought that was right on and very moving. Thank you. And, and also very vulnerable for you to put all that out there. Mm-hmm. Was that something that you learned as well, that vulnerability is a real strength? I think there's a difference between, there's a fine line between oversharing and vulnerability. And I think vulnerability is when you've had time to think about and, and he truly heal from what you've been through. And so I'm thankful to even be at a place where I can openly share, you know, what I've been through. Cause I feel like, I mean, I, I still got a lot of work to do, but I feel like I'm in a place where I can share what I've learned. Yeah. Speaking of oversharing, as soon as Abby walked in the studio, that was a private conversation. Okay. <laughs> All I'll say is she's talking about her, really her morning habits. Okay. Oh, okay. Gosh, God. <laughs> well, you Don't said there's a difference that. in oversharing and vulnerability. Well, uh, let's say it like on air versus hey. in a comfortable, safe space. I hear you. Okay. <laughs> you got married. I did. And you got married in Nashville-ish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how was yes. the wedding? It was it was the best day of my life. Really? It did really it fly was. by or did you have time to enjoy it? It was a blur. I'm sure it was for everybody here. Like, I feel bad I didn't even get to say hi to half the people that flew out to come see me, but it was so much fun. And he grew up where? He grew up in Georgia. He's a he's a proud Georgia boy right now. I remember, <laughs> I remember you and I were doing a show together, and you were telling me about this guy you were dating in Georgia, mm-hmm. and you were driving back and forth, and you're like, it's kind of quiet. We're keeping it, yeah, yeah. keeping it under wraps. <laughs> And that's the one. He's the one, huh? He's the one. Dang. And, and Yes, sir. So did you do your own vows or did you? We did, yeah. And, and being a songwriter, did you feel extra pressure to nail your vows? Not, well, that's the thing about my husband. I, was n- I never feel pressure around him. He makes everything really effortless and easy. So Dang, I wish my wife said that about me. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, think, I don't think she ever makes things effortless. Uh, do you ever get confused with Abby Anderson from our show? From our radio show? No, well, because I've known Abby, the other Abby Anderson, for, golly, like three, four years now. Yeah. But no one so, ever messages you thinking that you're on this show and dating a fireman or none, no, none of that? No. Okay. Um, you I'd ha- happily be confused with her, though. <laughs> you have a song that comes out tomorrow called Insecure. Yes. Okay. I don't know much about it because I haven't heard it yet. So you're going to have to tell me about this. Did, you, oh, write, did you write this one? Did you find this one? I did. No, I wrote this one. It's it's similar to A Bad Posture, just with a lot more fun and, and beats behind it. But it was just, uh, you know, I, I, I left my record deal, and then I met my producer. We got in the studio, and I started pouring my heart out. And he's like, sit at the piano. Let's write stuff you love. And this is what's this is one of the first songs we, we wrote. Got your picture in my pocket, baby It's the one that your mama gave me So I ain't even gonna try to act Like it's easy to let you go Then they're playing our song again But it don't feel like it did back then I'm trying to hurt you, baby I just wanted to let you know I'm going out tonight And I'm gonna be alright When I walk out the door I won't need you anymore, no Hey, I just might make a scene For somebody else's dream I ain't who I was before No, I ain't that anymore Insecure No, we ain't no more, baby <laughs> Thank you! So good! <laughs> 
That song comes out Thank tomorrow. You. That you song learn. comes out tomorrow. Okay, listen. Right, about the your rings is flashing as you're playing. Well, like, yo, Costco, baby. <laughs> That's from Costco. That, that doesn't look like what I would think a normal wedding ring looks like no what, what's the story behind that ring it's uh well i'm a big old attention hog i think you know that about me so i wanted a ring that would make people ask me oh my gosh what kind of stone is that so i guess it worked what? but it's a they call it a peacock sapphire so it's kind of greenish <laughs> <laughs> i didn't even know they made stones called a peacock sapphire and did you but pick apparently it out they do oh i sent I sent all kinds of pictures to my sisters, so Tyler knew very well what what I was wanting. <laughs> and sure. did you tell them you wanted a peacock? Sapphire? I didn't know they had a. I know they had sapphires. I didn't know yeah. they made them in peacock. I don't <laughs> even know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> okay, listen. I don't know. <laughs> right, I'm gonna play a couple clips here. This song is out now. It's "Bad Posture" from Abby Anderson. Yeah, you- And then tomorrow, Insecure is out. Yes. And here's a clip of Insecure. I just might make a scene Be somebody else's dream I ain't who I was before No, I ain't that anymore Insecure All right, there it is. Abby Anderson, great job. Thank you, guys. Thanks for having me, y'all. You, you guys Appreciate can follow it. Abby. She's so good on Instagram. At Abby Anderson Music, A B B Y Anderson Music. Abby, we will see you soon. Thanks, y'all. All right. <laughs> we got some voicemails last night. Here's one of them. Hi, Bobby. Hi, studio. I'm just catching up on the podcast, and I just wanted to let you guys know how much I loved the name songs you think people forgot about bit. I thrive on listening to throwbacks and trying to remember songs from that were so awesome at different points in my life that have somehow left my brain since. So I appreciated being reminded of some good ones. And would love it if you guys kept that up. Love the show. Listen every day. Sending love from Ohio. Thank you very much. Appreciate that voicemail. Let's go over to Holly. This is a voicemail she left last night. Good morning, studio. I just have a question. How do you guys pick voicemails or like mailbags to do for your segment? I don't know how you guys. I feel like you probably get so much emails and phone calls. I'm just curious if you guys listen and read them all and how you select them. We do. I don't. But... A lot of the behind-the-scenes crew does. Mike D runs the mailbag, and he gets so many that it's hard to keep up with sometimes. And then voicemails, I think we have a program that you don't have to listen to them. It actually you know, transcribes them so you can read through them. And so some we just grab and throw on the air. It's just kind of a luck-of-the-draw type thing. But thank you very much. You can call anytime and leave us a voicemail, 877-77-BOBBY. The Here's Amy's pile of stories. Okay, so I have how to get your Thanksgiving guests to leave your house when the party's over. Oh, interesting. I like this story. And I'm going to use this <laughs> as an evergreen for any time I need my guests to leave. Okay, mm-hmm. go ahead. So take notes. Set a timeline beforehand. It doesn't have to be formal, but it can be a text message that goes out that's like, hey, we're having everybody over from noon to four. Hey, I'm already down with that. If we're having a dinner, I'm like, hey, we plan to be done by nine just so everybody knows. And I'd also like to shout out the person who leaves first, who kind of breaks the seal for others to leave. Because that's a brave person. And you're walking the tightrope of, oh, am I leaving too early? But I'd like to shout you out, whoever you are. If uh, people aren't abiding by that, the text message that went out or whatever, the timeline, you can start to bring up leftovers. Like who wants to take home leftovers Ooh, that's and ask for a raise of hands? <laughs> and then when you're filling up the plates, 
it says specifically to be loud while filling up the containers <laughs> to signal that like you need help with this and people need to get up and then take their leftovers and get out. Why not just set an alarm in the house? And when it goes off, be like, what is that alarm? Oh, that that's time for you guys to go. I set that so I would remember. I mean, okay. I'm not against that, actually. Bobby, these are supposed to be subtle ways to get your guests to go <laughs> so that you're not rudely being like, get out of my house. Or when you give them leftovers, you wrap them with the cellophane yourself and you walk it over to the door and lay it down in front of the door. <laughs> okay, yeah, or you could do that. Um, another thing that you could do is stand up and start talking about the day in past tense. Like, oh, wow, really was a great day. <laughs> Hope everybody yeah, people had gonna fun. people are going to read that one. Yeah, okay. not well, going to read that one. You can put the alcohol away in case you have that out. <laughs> that sends people home. Talk about your plans for the next day or have a wing person who can help you wrangle people out the door. Yeah, the, the seal buster. You need a seal buster. <laughs> All right, what else? So I saw this a principal in Texas had a lot of issues at school with the drugs being used in the bathroom or fights going down or just really bad behavior in the bathrooms. So principal straight up removed all the doors to every bathroom. We didn't have doors when I was in high school because I went to a pretty rough school. But that meant you could never go number two, ever. Oh. And you don't want to go number two in the public bathroom, but sometimes your stomach hurts or you just have to go. And it is humiliating with no door and people just look in and see you. Okay. So, so I get why they did it. Well, but the, maybe you have a drug-free stall. You know, only drug-free people can go in. <laughs> yeah. Well, these were like the main doors too. So you're telling me at your school you had the actual stall door removed? Oh, yeah. I thought that's what you're talking about. This is the stall doors. We, there were no stall doors because people would go into the stalls and do stuff. Oh, my gosh. I would be mortified. I would never use the bathroom at school. That's my point. I thought that's what you were referring to. Yeah, we had no stall doors because people would go into the stalls and, you know, smoke and snort and do all kinds of stuff. Oh, wow. Okay, that's crazy. So Dolly Parton's Jolene got an update from DJ Destructo. He released a festival remix of the 1974 classic. Jolene, 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 Jolene. What's different about this one, because I know the song has been remixed like a bajillion times, but Dolly straight up said this is one of her favorites. Oh. <laughs> it sounds like every other dance version I've ever heard. Uh, okay, Destructo, good for you, buddy. All right. <laughs> I'm Amy. That's my file. That was Amy's pile of stories. It's time for the good news. With Lunchbox. Tell me something good. Four years ago, Dave gets the bad news. Hey, man, you got liver cancer. You need a transplant. So he signs up, gets on the list, asks friends and family. His friend Sarah hears about it and says, let me go get tested. She's a match. They do all the process. She gets 60% of her liver taken and put in Dave, and they're both okay. So four years later, like, let's do something together. They train, and they raise money, and they run the New York City Marathon together to raise money for the Liver Foundation. Wow. So she gave 60% of her liver. 60% of her liver goes and in a day. It can grow back. It grows yeah. back. Hers grows back, I think, two weeks. That like quick? That quick. I am telling Guys, Google it. How do you know about this? Uh, I have a friend that last year, one year ago, had a liver transplant, and he got it from his sister, and I, th- I believe hers goes back in two weeks, and his takes a month to fully be in his body. That's, That's crazy. crazy that it goes back that fast. Yeah. It's like your fingernails. Just yeah. <laughs> it's like we should all be willing to give some of our liver. Uh, You're, <laughs> did, did you ever think about give it, donating to your buddy? No. No. Okay. Did he ever ask you, though? No. Okay, so you didn't even know. 
Well, I mean, I knew he was looking. Well, no, I mean, yeah. You're saying no one, yeah. Oh I mean, I, once, once I found out his sister was already donating, I was like, oh, good. Like, that's You're when off the I. Hook. Yeah, but there was a point where. Was there ever a point, though, where he was looking and you hadn't been tested? Yeah. Did you think about getting tested? <laughs> no. No. But your liver Would you grows have? back. I mean,. Yeah, your liver grows back, but you can die in surgery. There can be complications, and oh, you're you don't out have to of, convince us not to. You're out of work. <laughs> I'm just for, convincing listeners. You're out of work and... for like a month because you're in. You have to recover like your body has to recover. Yeah. Uh, oh, I could have been out of work a month. You could have made the news. <laughs> that would you would have made the news. Yeah. That's like your dream. Two good stories here. She saved him. Yeah. Yes, and they raised money. And she saved him. Both of those. Yeah. Two she saving hims. Yeah, nice. Thanks, women. That is what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. It's time for the investigative morning corny. It's a riddle. Amy gives us the joke. We have to figure it out. Eddie, Lunchbox, you guys ready? Ready. ready. We haven't done... We're not We're not strong right now. I know. We have a losing streak going. We got this, though. Okay, let's go. The morning corny. How did the salt and pepper welcome all the Thanksgiving guests? How the salt and they shook them in? Yeah, someone with a salt shaker, right? Uh, they, sh- they shook, they shook, they shook their hands. They shook they their hands. Shake- they had, that's, no, that felt a little too good. And then it didn't feel, <laughs> once I committed quick. to it, it didn't feel that good. Okay, so can you say the joke again, Amy? How did the salt and pepper welcome all the Thanksgiving guests? It takes, all, shake. It takes all of our 90 seconds to get the joke out. What if no, it's, it doesn't. How did the salt and pepper welcome all the Thanksgiving guests? What if it's a handshake? Cure. It's uh, got to be some sort of shake, right? Right, right. What does salt and pepper do? They shake. No, no, no. Oh, no, they, they spice season. it up. Tis the season. Season greetings. Seasons. Seasoning greetings. <laughs> Seasoning greetings. <laughs> they seasoned and greetinged. Okay, I don't understand. Okay, we have, we have 90 seconds on the Man, clock. Man, this could, Bones, this could go a long, uh, different ways. Handshaker, right? Like a shake. Or the seasoning. Seasoning. With 45 seconds. Or spice it up. Will you read it again? Oh, uh, how did the salt and pepper welcome all the Thanksgiving guests? Se- Seasoning greetings. <laughs> That's so dumb. That can't be good. <laughs> well, these are all dumb. But how would you say the shaker? The shake. It has to be by giving them seasonings greet seasons greetings. Okay. Season. Mm. Why, why are we making this they so difficult? They shook their. Mm. Poured out their feelings. Poured. No, that's. That how was... do they welcome all their Thanksgiving With guests? Seasoning greetings. I like it. Oof. Not that funny, but I like it, Bones. Actually, not funny at all. <laughs> right. Okay, is time up, Mike? We're going to go with seasoning okay. greetings. Come on, okay. please. Season, season's greetings. Okay. Oh, boy. The morning corny. How did the salt and pepper welcome all the Thanksgiving guests? How? Come on. By saying, seasoning's greetings. Yay! <laughs> Stupid joke, but we got it. What? We got there. Stupid. Nice job, guys. Okay. You know, there was one I was going to do, but I was like, they'll never get this. Well, well, is we, that a dare? We, well, we don't want that one. Yeah. Well, I know, but I mean, I can okay, just see ahead. if you... Okay, I bet we get it quick. What's the best song to play while cooking a turkey? What's the best song to play while cooking a turkey? Who let the dogs out? No. no. Oh, the chicken out. dance. No. Na, 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 na. Okay, what's the best song to play while cooking a turkey? Yeah, you can tell us. All about that baste. <laughs> oh, my. Well, never. Because you baste a turkey? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never would have gotten that All about that baste. <laughs> about that baste. Okay. I'm glad you didn't tell us okay, that Okay, well, it was either that or seasoning's greetings. But we got seasoning greetings, right? Yeah. yeah, we did. Okay, here we go. Clear eyes, full hearts, can't, can't lose. So this girl's getting married, and her mom is not coming to the wedding because the mom has admitted to her 
that she is in love with her daughter's fiance. What? Amy, your thoughts. Well, okay. I mean, I guess she's in love, but I, I, the fiance hasn't acted on that. She just can't bear to watch her daughter marry the man of her dreams. Correct. The fiance has not acted. The fiance didn't even really know. And the mom has said that if the opportunity ever presented her itself to her, she would take up and, mm, you know, smooch with the fiance. We'll say that. It's so early in the morning. Okay. Well, then, yeah, I guess she shouldn't go, huh? <laughs> like if I'm the daughter. Well, how about she shouldn't have, but- how about she just shouldn't have feelings for the fiance? Like it's your daughter's future husband. And secondly, what if you're this dude and you find out that her mom wants to get with you? Yeah. I mean, it's like, it's, it's definitely very interesting, but I just think mom probably should have just kept this to herself and showed up and supported her daughter in the wedding. But since she has not done that, then yeah, maybe she should stay home. I think about the guy and I think about him having to be awkward at Thanksgiving dinners for the rest of his life Mm -hmm. when he's with the family. I mean, he can really never be around her without feeling weird because she refuses to come to the wedding because she's in love with him. Yeah, I mean, yeah, this is definitely one of those things. If you reveal it, then you've set yourself up for, I don't, a lot of probably separation between your daughter and her new husband. What this reminded me of is Lunchbox because he's convinced that his mother-in-law is in love with him. She flirts with me all the time. It gets very awkward. Like Christmas, I'll be sitting in the recliner. She'll walk by and rub me on the head. And it's like, what is going on? (laughs) Do you think if you were to wink at her or say, hey, come in here for a second, that she would take you up on that? 100%. Like if I pointed to a side room and was like five minutes, like nodded, you know, she'd be there. Okay. But so had your, the, on your wedding day, your soon to be mother in law, do you think she would have been something like, oh gosh, I, I hope they don't get married because I'm in love with him? I don't know if it was on my wedding day, if, but over the years, she's fallen in, more in love with me. I mean, <laughs> maybe she was infatuated then, but now she sees how I am and she's like, mm. the more and more she's around me, I think the feelings grow deeper mm. and deeper. There's another story. A woman took her first spin class and almost needed her leg amputated after contracting a deadly condition caused by intense exercise, which is weird. Because she didn't know she had this. Reminds me of stories of like football players who, even high school football players who don't know they have a heart condition until they're out and they're performing and something happens with their heart and they have to be saved or, or, or worse. I thought initially when I read about her leg almost needing amputated, it was because like the bikes weren't cleaned. And that to me is, is way more gross than something that she's not knowing about. I mean, I, I rode the Peloton so hard once, I had blood coming out of, I'll just say this, below my nipples. <laughs> Okay. So I get it. She developed a potentially deadly condition and needed IVs and leg surgery to survive. The 23-year-old from Massachusetts told the Today Show she thought she pushed herself appropriately, but when she got off the bike, her knees buckled. The next day, her legs were swollen and tense. She chalked it up to muscle gains, but soon she couldn't walk without grabbing countertops and her urine turned brown. This is wild. She went to the hospital and she learned that she had something called rhabdomyolysis, a rare condition caused when muscle tissue breaks down rapidly and releases a protein into the bloodstream. And then her kidneys couldn't break it down and she almost lost her leg, which tells me that's why you shouldn't exercise. Yeah, that's why I just take leisurely walks, you know? (laughs) That's why you shouldn't go that hard. All right, what's your diagnosis here, Amy? Well, I mean, I hope that she's going to be okay. I thought for sure where the story was going was that she rented spin shoes because it's her first class or whatever, and she had a cut, and then her leg ended up getting infected, and that led to the, you know, her 
hospitalization and whatnot. But man, that's crazy. I mean, you never know. But thankfully, it happened, and she maybe she's going to get help, and she's going to be okay. If you don't want to exercise, and your husband or wife is pushing you, just take this story to them today and say, "Babe, <laughs> I'm, I'm doing this for you. I'm not exercising for you." And they should be like, "Okay, I love you too." All right, let's draft our best Thanksgiving side dishes. Amy, the roll of the dice said you get to pick first. What is your first side dish? It's Thanksgiving, so you have to go with stuffing or dressing. All right, strong. Okay, stuffing slash dressing. Okay, you can have those. Okay. Lunchbox. Oh, man. I'm going to go mashed potatoes and gravy. Mmm. So good. Ooh, can he have mashed potatoes and gravy? I don't think he can have both. Gravy's I think he can side. have one. You can't have them both. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. Gravy is a topping. You don't. Yeah, you don't just side. eat gravy. No, gravy's a side. You can have mashed potatoes or you can have gravy because you can also put gravy on meat. Okay, then give me the gravy. Oh, it's a good one. Oh, yeah. terrible I'll, pick. No. <laughs> All right, Morgan. <laughs> I'm stealing those mashed potatoes because that's my number one. Yes. <laughs> Mashed potatoes for Morgan. But they're Ray terrible Bundo. without gravy. <laughs> I'm going to go with sweet potato casserole. Oh, wow. Okay. Sweet potato casserole for Raimundo. Uh, I'm going to go mac and cheese for my first pick. There's the first round. Now we'll go backward the second time around. And I'm going to go with biscuits slash rolls or do I just say bread that's good. I'll do you, biscuits slash rolls yeah that works what that works that's what I had it written okay. down that way so that works okay that's my first pick of the second round Ray green bean casserole I think Ray's casserole heavy <laughs> <laughs> I mean Ray is just diving into the casseroles here okay uh, Morgan you're up I'm going with deviled eggs. Oh, yeah! I love deviled eggs. Lunchbox. Oh, it's me. Um, gosh. I mean, turkey wouldn't be a side. That'd be a main thing, huh? Uh, you know what? I mean, this is what you have at Thanksgiving. You gotta have that cranberry sauce. That's a good pick. Except for now, he has green. <laughs> 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 Well, I mean, so I Ray's got every casserole, and Lunchbox has gravy on cranberry sauce. Next That's going to be like no, butter. no. I'm not making a meal out of my sides. These are the best sides. Go ahead, Water. Amy. What do you got? I'm going to go. All right. With, next um, up is Amy. Yeah, I'm going to go with candied yams. That's what Ray went with. No, he said sweet potato casserole. Very different. Those are two totally different dishes. That's true. What is the difference? They okay, have marshmallows well, in. I don't know. What, I'll tell you. Uh, one is made with sweet potatoes, and a casserole is typically blended, like whipped, with maybe pecans on top and some sugar. And then candied yams are whole, like chopped up into chunks, and uh, marshmallows often on Got top em. of that. You I don't have know. to explain yourself. The judge is already okayed it, <laughs> okay. but thank you for that, Amy. Okay. Uh, okay, let's go to the final round here. Amy, you, your two are stuffing and dressing and okay. candied yams. You get one more pick. All right. I will be making this, and it is cornbread casserole. Oh. oh. Okay. Everybody was expecting Ray to take that cornbread casserole. <laughs> I know. I took it. Lunchbox, you have a gravy and cranberry sauce. What are you going to add to this array of wonderful Thanksgiving sides? Uh, give me ham. 
Ham is not a side. Oh my gosh. What do you mean? Ham is not a side. That's a main. Okay. I, I mean, for some of you guys, I mean, turkey is usually the main thing at Thanksgiving. But okay, if I can't have ham, I have one for you. I mean, give me a potato casserole. There you go. That's good. That thing? Yes, it is. Absolutely. It's like. yeah, it's like uh, you slice like the casserole. potatoes and you put gratin. cheese on it. And you, what do you call it? Gratin. 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 So are you saying potato au gratin? I, whatever. I, I look at it as a potato casserole or whatever. I mean, it comes in a <laughs> okay. dish, has cheese on it. and He said potato casserole. That is what we will write down. That's All right, fun. Morgan, looking at your two picks here. You oh, have mashed man. potatoes and deviled eggs. What would you like to add? Oh, so many good ones are gone. I think I'm going to go with creamed corn. Dang it, that was mine. Mm-hmm. Good one. Good pick. All right, Raymundo, looking at yours. You've got sweet potato casserole and green bean casserole. Yep. Can I possibly, I know that the cream corn just went, can I do corn on the cob? Yeah, totally different. Judges? They say, the, the judges say yes. Yeah, give me the cob of corn. Okay. All right. And I have the final pick here, so it doesn't matter. Like, I could take broccoli casserole. No one said broccoli casserole. I'm going to do broccoli casserole for my final one. Is there anyone that stands out to you, Amy, as good or bad in this list? Um, I mean, I feel like mine is really good. And then if I have to pick a bad, <laughs> I love a drop. Yeah. <laughs> That's fine. You can hate on mine all you want. You can't have Thanksgiving without gravy. Your turkey's going to suck. Your mashed potatoes are going to suck. And... Uh, cranberry That's sauce, try, try putting that with eating turkey without that also in your mashed potatoes. Get out of here. Mine is the best. <laughs> I mean, you got the same okay. dish as Ray, so you have fun with that. And then. <laughs> oh. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. You guys can go vote <laughs> on our website. I couldn't take ham. Well, ham's not ham's a side. A side. Um, That's like you. saying pumpkin pie. That's a dessert. Okay. That's a dessert. I mean, it's they're not sides. I just hope I win. I hope you do, too. Yeah, we all do. Yeah, okay. so then you can uh, have none of my gravy everybody. into my stuffing or whatever I have. Cranberry sauce. <sighs> Go vote at bobbybones.com. All the options. Vote for the best team, not the best one. Vote for the best team, and we'll get you the results tomorrow. All right, thank you, guys. It's time for the good news. With producer Eddie. Tell me something good. There's a seven-year-old boy from California named Pastor, and he's been battling leukemia, so his family thought it'd be good to do a little make-a-wish for him, and they sent he sent a letter to Santa wishing, Santa, I want to spend more time with you. I know you're you're oh. busy on Christmas Eve sending, giving presents to everyone, but he wants a sit-down dinner with Santa. Wow. I've yeah. never heard of a kid asking for that. I've heard my wife say, hey, stop working. You should have a sit-down dinner. No, he wants <laughs> to spend more time with Santa. Yeah. So Santa did just that. Picked him up in a red Tesla because that's what Santa drives before Christmas. Santa's awesome. Yeah. yeah. And they had dinner. They had hamburgers and cookies for dinner. How did that Hilarious. whole thing come together? Uh, it's Make-A-Wish. There's a partner with Macy's, and they, they you can set, submit letters in there, and uh, they will expedite it to Santa, and they did that to Pastor, and he got his dinner with him. And he got to ride in a red Tesla. Pretty cool. That's pretty cool. <laughs> That's what it's all about right there. That was Tell Me Something Good. In about 15 minutes, we're going to help a guy find the girl of his dreams, meaning he saw her, he missed that connection, and now he's asking us for help. So 15 minutes away, we'll hear that story, and hopefully 
create a love connection right here on the show. All right, let's go over and do the news. Bobby's Big Stories. Speaking of love, they have arrested this guy named Brian Wedgworth, who is known as the Casanova Scammer for orchestrating a scam using online dating sites. He was pretending to be a surgeon. He would meet women online and steal their money. And he stole roughly $750,000 from all these women. Here are some of his aliases. Dr. Anthony Watkins. Dr. Brian Adams. Hmm. Oh, you know it's true. (laughs) Everything I do. Dr. Edward Chin. He would meet them on Bumble, Plenty of Fish, and Christian Mingle. The Department of Justice is involved. He says they say he defrauded women of uh, jewelry and then money. He would also get them to sign over their credit cards oh where my. he would be one of the cardholders. <laughs> and then he would he would take it and create more of a, a the ability to spend more money and then take out the money from the account and then disappear. That's so, crazy. It is crazy, yes. Um, I just wonder how he kept these names straight because if you're going out with all these women, first of all, you have to remember what stories you've told them on dates. You have to remember everything you've told him. When you, then you have to know what your name is. Dr. Anthony Watkins, Dr. Brian Adams, Dr. Edward Chin. <laughs> I mean, this is, this is a guy that's having to remember a lot of stuff, and he pulled it off until they arrested him. Um, his sites, though, were interesting. He would go to Christian Mingle and Plenty of Fish, which are two of, I would say, the sites that seem safer to be on. What do you agree? Oh, yeah, for sure. But I mean, also, too, I think he could weasel his way in easier, maybe to some women that might be a little more vulnerable, or he could woo them over being like, oh, I'm a Christian, too. I'm a Christian doctor. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Two of those are Christian sites, Christian Mingle and Plenty of Fish. Yeah. Bumble, not a Christian site, but Bumble is where the woman has to speak first or has to, like, make that first move. So maybe once she reaches, he must be a good looking guy. Anybody see his picture? I Go think ahead. this probably happens more than we realize. Because what was that podcast that we were all obsessed with? Oh, that gosh, was- yes. Dirty John. Dirty John. I mean, this was that story still blows my mind. And that's basically what he was doing with women, um, but not on. I don't know, remember how he met them. But regardless, I think this is probably happening more than we realize. And it just these are the ones that get into the news. It's scary. The women gave him their banking and credit card information. He promised to help them pay off their debts and sometimes added himself as an authorized cardholder to their accounts and increased their limits and got cash advances in their name. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Ouch. That hurts. I just imagine this guy's looking like McDreamy from Grey's Anatomy. Maybe. Can you pull this off at this level if you're not just stellar looking? I I mean, I guess it just depends on what women you're going after. Because, I mean, looks are relative based on what you think is attractive. And I'm sure he just gets in with them and woos them with his winning personality. Also, nobody needs money that's going to help you, that that, that you're going to help pay off something. I mean, the guy's like, hey, I'll pay off your debts. Give me some money. Yeah. That's never a thing. It's never a thing where you have to pay somebody and that person will then help you pay off your debts. Yesterday, we talked about the Reese's Peanut Butter Cup Pies that went on sale, and they sold out immediately. I spent a lot of time thinking about this last night as I was laying in bed, because I like a peanut butter cup, but I hate peanut butter. I won't pick a peanut butter cup first, but if it's all that's left in the chocolate, I will eat a peanut butter cup, which is weird because I just detest peanut butter. And then I started to think, what if there was a peanut butter pie, and it was the, the size of a big apple pie? I don't think I would like that much peanut butter cup. I feel like that would be too much peanut butter cup. Like... I wouldn't want a three-pound Snickers bar at Thanksgiving. 
these peanut butter cups have been selling for over 500 bucks secondary market on eBay. If you guys want to get one, I know everybody was like, ooh, but if you want to buy one, you can still buy one for $500. Yes, Amy, go oh, ahead. Oh, well, I mean, I wanted one, but I'm not paying $500 for it. But yes, if you cut it like a slice of pie, you will get more peanut butter ratio than you would in a teeny little cup. But it's not get. even about the peanut butter. It's just too much. Mm-hmm. Like I, Not for me. I'd I, eat it. You would eat it. But that's <laughs> like a massive peanut butter cup. It's like when you go to um, Cracker Barrel and they have those huge candy bars there or the massive Starburst. You don't want to eat a whole thing. No, and I don't want to. You're like, that's too big of a, of a piece for me to eat. I think it looks good on paper, uh-huh. but if you were to cut yourself a piece of this pie, it would be quite small. Eh, I'd eat it. Harry Potter is returning to Hogwarts. There's a special that is reuniting Daniel Radcliffe, Emma Watson, and Rupert Grint for HBO Max. The disappointing thing is, if they reunite as the humans they are, the actors just talking about the show, that will not be that interesting. Now, I'm not a big Harry Potter guy anyway, but whenever they have these, hey, we're going to reunite shows, you always want to hear from the characters because that's who you're invested in. So Daniel Ratcliffe, Rupert Grant, Emma Watson will join Chris Columbus and all the cast members from the eight Harry Potter films for the first time. Now, Morgan, I'll come to you because you are a Harry Potter nerd. Would you rather them be actors or would you rather them be characters? Well, of course, I would love for them to be characters. I want to see them reunite, but I'm going to watch it anyway because if you're a nerd, then you're just watching anything they'll put out. Yeah, I agree. I watched the Friends reunion. I think you'll watch it, but still you would rather see Rachel and Joey talk about where they are now in their life instead of Jennifer Aniston and Matt LeBlanc. Like, we can see where they are in their life. All right, there you go. That's the news. Thank you, guys. I want to play this voicemail that we got from Josh, who lives near Tampa. Here you go. I met a beautiful lady the other night, and I somehow missed her number. Her name is Miss Sherry. She lives at Nickel City. On Friday night, she has a dog named Hooper and a red SUV. I know if anybody can help me with this, you can. Thank you. All right, I love the challenge. Uh, her name, he say, is Sherry, Miss Sherry, and she was at Nickel City. The dog is named a Hooper and a red SUV. That, those are a lot of facts. We should be able to find her by just that. And I believe we have Josh on the phone right now. Hey, Josh, good morning. Good morning, sir. I'm really glad you reached out to me. Can you tell me her name again? Is it Miss Sherry? Her name is Sherry, yes. Her name is Sherry. She's 67 years old, and um, uh, she's a beautiful 67, blonde hair and blue eyes, and she's about the happiest, sweetest lady I ever met in my life. It was going so well that whenever I pushed her number in and it didn't ring through and I didn't, and my phone was tethering, and so I didn't even recognize it until I, she said, uh, I said, I'm not somebody who's going to wait two or three days to call you. So as soon as she's pulling out of the parking lot, I'm realizing that I don't have her number. So she gave you her number and you put it in your phone to call her, but it did not ring through. So it did not save. Is that the story you're telling me? Yeah, it, it, it was tethering. I didn't realize it was tethering or whatever that is the whole time. So I was just, we were having so much fun and I didn't even think about it. Oh, Lord. And I mean, I... You were the first thing I thought of. You were the first person I thought of, but I was trying to not to have a nervous breakdown. <laughs> so what's up with her dog? It's a pug named Hooper. Okay, we got a lot to, to do here. And do you think she wants to hear from you? Uh, I know she does. Here's the problem is, is when the, in the day's dating society and all this, everybody's so full of shit that they tell all kind of stuff. And uh, <laughs> I feel... I, 
I feel like she thinks I'm a liar. I, I think she knows better, but um, she has to know something happened because we were hit, we just hit it off too good, and it was um, there wasn't no question about it. Have you tried to find her on Facebook? I have said something about Facebook. I don't know if she does Facebook or not, but I have tried it. Yes, sir. And no luck by typing in all the information that you know about her? No. What was she wearing, Josh? Do that. She was wearing blue jeans and a little top. A little top? A little top. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, a, a like regular, a crop top or what? It was blue jeans and top. No, like a T-shirt. And she had uh, leather sandals on. Because I was rubbing her feet. What? <laughs> no, what? Are you joking? <laughs> They got a leather couch, a nice leather couch in uh, Nickel City. And me and her had done, borrowed it. How did you approach her, Josh? <laughs> How did you go up to her and start talking to her, and why did you? Well, because I was sitting across the room, and I heard her laughing. And I said, oh, my goodness. And I said, i got to talk to this lady. But it was, she was in the dark, and I was like, this lady might be 80 or 90 years old. I don't know how old she is. I didn't care. I walked up to her, and there was a young lady with her, and I said, <laughs> Thanks for being here. Thanks for being here and making this lady laugh like that's the most beautiful thing I heard all day. And I just said that and left. And by the time I pulled out into the parking lot, they were there. And so we just started talking and she touched me on the arm and we just, and we, I was like, I don't know what you just did, but um, I sure appreciate it. Can we talk? Can I buy you dinner? And she's like, yeah. So we just turned around and went back in there. Okay. Let's go through our facts here. <laughs> by the way, bold move, Josh. Good for you. Good for you. Uh, we have a Sherry. She was in Nickel City. Is that a, a, a place or is that a town? Yeah, it's 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 a bar, a sushi bar okay. and, and restaurant. Okay, and- Sherry, <laughs> who was at Nickel City mm-hmm. with a dog named Hooper, a red SUV who was wearing blue jeans and a little blue shirt who has a great laugh, right? Pretty much That's those are the facts. Yeah, but she didn't have the dog with her. But I know oh. she, that was her dog's name. Okay, well, okay. Hold, hold on. You rubbed her feet on a couch at a sushi restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it's, it's not just a sushi restaurant. It's a bar, and it's a nice big leather couch. Okay. I couldn't believe it either. But okay, when I walked in there, it was like you put it in there just for me and her to sit there and talk. And, <laughs> well, yeah. I'm, and and you're for sure all of this happened. Like it's not a dream. It seemed like it was, but no, ma'am, it's not a dream. Okay, just making sure. Have you ever rubbed anyone else's feet on a first date, Josh? Sure. Oh. What? <laughs> <laughs> That's like it wasn't go-to. even a date, though. It wasn't a date. I mean, she just mm-hmm. we were just talking. But yes, I have. If anyone knows Sherry, you can call us. We have a voicemail line as well. 877-77-BOBBY. And call during the show. They can email us. We are on the lookout for Sherry. Josh, we have your number. If we find her, we will call you back, okay? You're a hero, Bobby. Thank you. <laughs> I'm trying, buddy. All have right. Have a good day. Have a good, have a good rest of the day. There he is, Josh. I'm really rooting for this. I mean, me too. It borders on creepy, but mostly it feels good. 85% this feels good. 15% feels a little weird. What do you think, Amy? I think that if this works out, this is a success story. And, Bobby, you could be a part of you know, bringing them together and marrying them. I don't know that I want to do that or put myself in that situation, <laughs> but I do want to bring them together. About a week ago, we talked about a story where a prison in Oklahoma kept playing Baby Shark over and over again to torture the inmates. And now some of the inmates, they're suing. And then I listed off the top five songs that I would torture people with if I was going to play a song over and over again. And we all had a good laugh, right, everybody? We had a good laugh. Yeah. It was funny. We'd never do something like this, right? Yeah. No. Of course not. Yeah. No. 
But here's what happened, Amy. I went back and I forgot Eddie told a story on the show where he did this to his kid. Do you remember when he made his kid listen to Man in the Mirror for 30 minutes in the bathroom? Okay, now I do. I had forgotten, but yes. <laughs> Me too. Eddie has tortured his own child with this method. I, Eddie, how long ago did this happen? Oh, man. I mean, gosh, how long ago? Probably a year and a half ago or something. But listen, when I was doing it, it was very effective. Like, he came out of there saying, Dad, you know what? That song is very true. I need to make a change, and it's going to start with me, <laughs> like the man in the mirror. And I'm like, that's what I'm talking about. Okay, let me play a clip of the song for those that don't know Man in the Mirror from Michael Jackson. Here you go. Okay. Eddie, what happened in your home life that made you torture your son with a song? I don't remember. Maybe it was grades or something, but I told him you need a big change in your life and it's got to happen <laughs> now. And so my idea, Bones, was to put him in the bathroom, not just because it's the bathroom and I can enclose him in there, but there was a mirror in there and he could look at himself. <laughs> As I'm saying this back, I'm like, this is ridiculous. Uh, look, he can look at himself and, and listen to the song and reflect and maybe make that change. And he said that he did. I think this is what we need to do. Because I think that's like a, a bad dad thing. Oh, man. We need to find a song or like bad guy, like Billy Eilish. We, we stick Eddie in the work bathroom <laughs> for 30 minutes. <laughs> so come up with a song and we'll do this next week. We'll stick Eddie in the work bathroom for 30 minutes and let him see if he makes a change. 30 minutes? Well, that's what he did to his son. Like 20 bucks. Stuck the pork in the bathroom for 30 minutes. Excuse me, Eddie? <laughs> it was like 20. Come on. But you're saying it worked. It, he said that it worked. I'm telling you. And I thought I was being creative. I'm like, wow, man, this is me actually coming up with a new parenting and routine. And he said it worked. And then you realize they do this stuff at Guantanamo <laughs> and in prisons in Oklahoma. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, but don't you think he said it worked because he didn't want to ever do that again? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe because he wanted to get out of the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> Bobby Bone Show. Bonehead. Story of the day. This story comes to us from Boulder, Colorado. A 39-year-old man was trying to help his mom out by clearing some cobwebs out of her house using a blowtorch. Mm -hmm. Only problem is blowtorch. He was using a blowtorch. That's the problem. <laughs> that's the only yes, problem. Yes, that's the problem. Yes. <laughs> Needless to say, the house went up in flames. <laughs> a blowtorch would be cool. I don't want to hate because I would like to use a blowtorch for certain things. Indoors? Never. No. No. Well, I would like to use it for anything. I've never <laughs> used a blowtorch. But I would know that indoors probably wouldn't be good because of the opportunities of that fire spreading, especially for something like a cobble. Use a broom. Yeah. yeah no, but I do get the need to use that blowtorch. Like you're just looking. What can I use a blowtorch for? Okay, cobble. I can't think of anything you can use a blowtorch. Like, I, what, what would you want? Uh, starting a fire. Okay, quickly. A pile of logs. <laughs> There's lighter like, fluid for that. But imagine you could do it with a blowtorch. <laughs> in That's what you're seconds. forgetting. <laughs> it's true. Yes, that guy's an idiot. I'm Lunchbox. That's your bonehead story of the day. The question is, should you wash raw chicken before cooking? Amy? No, you shouldn't. Why? I mean, because I don't want to spread chicken juice all over my sink. Mm, interesting. The question is, should raw chicken be cleaned before cooking? They asked the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, and they say no. Do not wash raw chicken. My mind is blown right now. I thought you should wash the chicken. During washing, chicken... Washing. That sounds like I'm from Arkansas. <laughs> chicken juices can spread in the kitchen and contaminate other foods, utensils, and countertops. Did you read this story already? No, I did not. <laughs> but that is why I would not wash it. There's no reason because I'm going to put it in the oven or put it on the stovetop. It's going to kill off anything. Mm -hmm. Why would I wash it? 
Well, I don't, yeah, and I don't want the germs everywhere. I learn something new every day. Listen, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm also not cooking at all ever or cleaning chicken or cooking chicken, but that's good to know in case one day I have to. Yeah. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Bye, everybody. Bobby Bones on your radio. Bobby Bones Show. Bobby Bones.